You're listening to the FYI podcast where we talk about all things faith, life, adulting, finances, relationships, your life as a 20-something, 30-something, a young adult navigating what it means to be a Christ follower in 2023. I'm Josiah Keneally. And I'm Micah Keneally. And why do we do what we do? We want you to end your week strong and begin your weekend even stronger. So we hope that this podcast comes to you every single Friday in your inbox, whether you're driving in the car, running on a treadmill, or running through this thing that we call life. So what we do is unpack a question that comes from you. And here's the question of today. My question would have to be, how do you continue to have strong faith after things just keep crashing down? My gosh, I love it. One more time, that's how do you continue to have faith when things keep crashing down? Mm. And uh, I love this question and Mm -hmm. I've loved all 54, 56, whatever we're at. This podcast (laughs) has been going over a year, celebrated 50 episodes, which is a great milestone, Mm -hmm. great mile marker, the year past the year mark. And this podcast, FYI, is in the top 5% of podcasts across Mm -hmm. the globe. Thanks to you as our listener and viewer on YouTube, as well as all of those DMs and questions you can follow along FYI podcast on Instagram and our website is FYI-podcast.com. And man, I would just start it off right from the top, right out of the gates by saying this, that sometimes it does feel as though um, we're being squeezed by life. Mm -hmm. Like we're in a a crowded room against a rock in a hard place. And it's like the ceiling's caving in. What do we do? Right. Everything I know is disrupted. And I would just say that um, that feeling is very real. And yet this thing, I'm holding up my Bible. This thing is battle tested. Mm-hmm. Not only like this copy, I remember mm-hmm. a friend of mine, uh, Chad, he lives in Missouri and he has um, a leather Glover leather it's called. And he, he like fixes up things and creates new wallets and bags. And I texted him a picture of this and I'm like, dude, any help for me? Like, what would you do? (laughs) Would you get a new one? Would you, um, would you have a guy like you rebind it? Like, what would you do? And he goes, bro, that thing's battle tested. (laughs) And I love it because it's like this copy of the Bible I was given 2013 Mm -hmm. decade ago. This has been my daily reader for about a decade. It's been on trips, multiple countries, Mm -hmm. multiple continents, and pretty much almost every day, this has been my go-to one teaching, preaching, but my own personal devos. It's beat up from my backpack. So this copy is battle-tested, yes, in my life, but also scripture. Mm Mm-hmm. The authority of God's word is battle tested in life. And so I look at like, okay, my job's taken away. Work is challenging. This thing talks about our work. Mm -hmm. In relationships, somebody said something that cut me to the core. And I go, okay, Lord, guide me because I don't need to be in close standing with everyone, but I need to be in right standing with everyone. It says that, as far okay. as it is up to you, be at peace with everyone. Mm-hmm. Okay, man, money's tight. Fine. These are all examples from our lives mm-hmm. that, that we've felt like the storms of life crashing from, from time to time. Yet God owns the cattle on a thousand hills in the hills. His economy is mm-hmm. vast. He's never stopped providing. He says that 
We don't need to worry about tomorrow for tomorrow is going to wor- worry about itself. And I, I love this in Matthew 7, 24, it says there's a wise and foolish builder. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on a rock. The rain came down, the streams rose and the winds blew. <sighs> Beat against that house, yet it did not fall because its foundation was on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the Mm -hmm. streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell with a great crash. And so I look at life is storms are going to come. Mm -hmm. So are we building on God's word? Are we hearing it? Are we putting it into practice? Or is it in one ear, out the other? Right. Like I love the tenses. If that makes sense, am I saying that right? Um, past, present, future. Past, present, future. Look at this. Eternity, go. past, eternity, present, eternity, future. A storm either happened, past tense, is happening. A storm is happening, present tense. Or a storm will happen, future mm-hmm. tense. Mm-hmm. So am I ready? Am I building my life on the mm-hmm. word of God? That's how you continue to have faith. Yeah. When things keep crashing down. Yeah. Well, I even think of just like Josiah, just even the terminology battle tested. Like, I think if we want to, we're in this battle called life, right? And there is a spiritual war going on all around us that we don't don't necessarily see, but we can feel, we can feel the senses and the pressures of the world. We can see the tensions and we can see them actively play out, whether it's through war, famine, disaster, like whatever, like those are all forms of tension and things that we don't have control over, but elements that we do have control over. But ultimately we have control over ourselves and our personal walk with Jesus Christ. So if you're going to walk around with the, with the Bible and say that this is battle tested, which it a hundred percent, a thousand percent is past, present and future. Like God is the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end. Like he is everything everywhere all the time. And I think with the word that I think of and the question I have for the audience today and myself, like this is always a self-reflection too. So please don't think that I'm not talking to myself when I say these things, but it's simply like, do we know scripture to combat what the world is throwing at us or what we are currently walking through? Because if you're in battle, you need to combat. If you're going to roll over and die and just choose to just fetal position, that's not effective. You need to get up. You need to get up even when the battle is going, even when it hurts. But when you have the word of God mm. written on your heart and you can recite it, you can rehearse it, you can say it when those thoughts come in, when that season comes and you are ready, you can combat the enemy. You have a weapon and it is the word of God. And you need to strap on the full gear, the full armor of God that it talks about from the head all the way down to the toes. And I just think that when we're in that battlefield mm-hmm. and we're trying to understand what is my battle and what is God's battle. Wow. And I think when you surrender your life to God, that's the only time we should ever surrender, right? Is to him. We're not going to surrender to the enemy. We're not going to surrender to self. We're going to surrender ourselves to God. And when we surrender ourselves, he shows up in ways that we could not ask, dream, or imagine. So just keeping that in mind when you're asking, how do we do this when the world or whatever keeps coming back at us and my faith is being tested? Look at this. 
When your faith is being tested, it's because there is strengthening that needs to happen in you and in your personal walk. It's called character development. It's called spiritual development. It's called discipline. It's called loving Jesus more when we don't know else what else to do, right? It's wow. learning how to love when we don't know how to love ourselves. It's learning how to love our enemy when we don't want to. So it's choosing Christ, even in the midst of any and all things. And guess what? The second thing I would say, it's easier to do that when you have a community around you. So so good. not only like, do you know scripture, but do you have a godly community around you that is sharpening you, that is strengthening you, that is coming alongside you, that's challenging your thoughts, not to be, you know, the elephant in the room calling out everything, but to be not even the devil's advocate, but to challenge your thinking in a new way. So when you know scripture, you can filter those challenges of the world through the word of God. So when you're asking whatever you're asking or whatever you're up against, okay, Lord, this is what's taking place. What is fact and what is fiction? What is actually happening and what is my misinterpretation? So when we go to the word of God, we want to make sure that we are thinking and praying and filtering our thoughts and even our situations and circumstances, Mm -hmm. big, bad, ugly, all those things through the word of God. And so when we're filtering our thoughts, filtering our responses and filtering our approach in life and decision-making. Oh my gosh. When you're in the word of God, you understand the will of God. When you're in a community, they will either discourage you from the decision that you're going to make, or they will encourage you. So kind of the, the those are the things that you're going to need to wrestle with. And guess what? Young adult, <laughs> it doesn't stop whether you're 15 or 25 listening to this podcast, that doesn't stop. Like Josiah and I are now in our thirties. That doesn't stop. And the people we talk about, talk to and talk about this in their seventies and eighties, they're still trying to figure these things out too. So if you could understand earlier on in life, the importance of community, the importance of um, scripture and how you apply scripture to your life when you're walking through those challenging faith moments. Don't adopt the season and stick with it. Like that's not a season to adopt and live out. It's a season meaning that there's a beginning and an end because there's something new on the horizon. It may feel like a thousand miles away, maybe 10 minutes away, whatever it is, relying on those two things and embracing those two things. And guess what? I heard this this last week when we were at CMN, which is a church multiplication um, thing. It was, the I think, I don't know who said it, but I remember it. And it was simply when you don't want community and to be a part of a community and don't want friendships, that's when you need it most. And I think I've been there where I was like, I'm just too busy. I don't have time. I don't fill in the blank. Wait, 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 time out, personal time out, 60 seconds, not even 30, a full 60 minute seconds to think about that thought. Wow. I am built for community and I'm trying to remove myself from community. Wow. Guess what? What's I wrong was with thinking, this picture? Right. And I was thinking of praying about this the other day and just really like contemplating, like not contemplating, contemplating, but picking apart like, like origins, like how we grew up and where we've come from. And there are many people listening that you've been a part of a family. One word, you've been a part of a family and you understand how family dynamics work. You do life together. You're in the same house. You're not living separate lives. You are, but you are doing it within the same household. And there's other people that are listening a part Two words, you have been doing life apart from your family. Mm. Maybe it's your choice or not. So I'm sorry if it's a touchy subject, but I just just had this thought the other day, last night. And there's sometimes where we think that we are, we become or disqualify ourselves or 
think that we are disqualifying ourselves from being a part of the body of Christ. Yeah. Some of you are still a part, meaning two words, a part. You are not yet, you've not yet said yes to Jesus. So you have not yet sat at the table to understand what he has for you fully. And then there's a part where it's one word, like you're part of a family, you are adopted in. So no matter where you are, no matter where you've come from, those two words apart, whether it's a space in between, or if it's one word are two very, very, very different Mm -hmm. approaches in life. And what we're saying today is we want you to be a part of the family. We want you to sit around the table. We want you to come into the, um, kingdom of God and to be ushered into the kingdom of God. And I know Josiah, you have a Bible verse right here, but I just really want to challenge the thinker or the person listening to think about my faith is being tested and it's up against whatever. Am I a part one word or am I a part two words? Like, am I detaching myself Mm. from people and community? And what does that look like? So. No, as you were talking, this actually was something that was sparked by something you said. Oh, let's hear it. Is just like following Jesus doesn't mean that we have this picture perfect life. Now, Jesus didn't have a p- picture perfect life. He came from a broken family, somebody that would never be cho- a family line that would never be chosen blood wise, exactly. like messy. Yeah, go ahead. And I, I think it's just we've got to make sure that we understand that following Jesus, yes, it is sanctification mm-hmm. and he is with us, and that makes our life infinitely better. Yeah. In so many ways. And it echoes into all of eternity. And yet Proverbs is one of the places I turn. Though the righteous falls seven times. Proverbs 24, 16 says. It doesn't, doesn't, yeah, it doesn't mean that we're not going to get knocked down. Right. Tackle. This is a contact sport. And sometimes we fall by our own choosing. Right. And yet the righteous falls seven times. They will rise again. Mm -hmm. So get up today. Our, our friend, Micah Mack, he shared that oh, at the weekend so last good. year. Get up, get stinking up. You might be knocked down seven times. Get up. Yep. It's time to rise up. And, and I look at um, the full armor of God is a great way to pray. Yeah. Let's end with that. If huh? You feel like you continue, to, life is continually crashing you down, crashing around. It feels like life has got you by the throat. Look at this. There is Ephesians 6, mm-hmm. the full armor of God, so that you can take your stand against the devil's themes. Um, and and if you look at the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, feet that are fitted mm-hmm. with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace, the shield of faith. We pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. And it actually is something that you reminded me of. Hmm. The only time we surrender is to Christ. That's right. So we cannot give up. I've heard it talked about that the only place of our body, physical and spiritual, where there's no armor is our back. Mm -hmm. And I love the William Borden quote, this missionary from the 1800s. He said something to the effect of no reserves, no regrets no retreats. Oh yeah. So you cannot give up when the going gets tough, when you're facing challenges, when life is crashing down around you, know that you are on heaven's radar. Mm -hmm. God is your rear guard. He is fighting your battles. Mm -hmm. So don't give up, rise up. You're listening to the FYI podcast.